Hello everybody, Paul Jankarella here from Speaking to Empower, here to bring you another podcast episode from Marketing Motivations. And today we have a lot in store because there were some good stories from the weekend that we'll get to. The only thing that you can grow is the thing that you give energy to. Made perfect sense, Ralph Waldo Emerson. So instead of giving energy to uh, negative thoughts and feelings, people that we dislike, um, areas in our lives where we were, um, you know, held uh, at a disservice uh, and, and unjustified, let's focus on you know, the good things, the past memories that are good and the good memories moving forward. Create positive, memorable future thinking. And be, you'd be surprised what it does for you. It does the same except the opposite when you think about negative things. Um, Marcy Shimoff very uh, fond of her. I just was introduced to her listening to a podcast over the weekend, and she's a great authority uh, on thought and happiness and positive thinking, just great personal development. And uh, she was talking about how her dad always was just a, you know, very chipper, very happy, uh, very I don't want to say carefree, but he was a very positive person according to her. And she was pretty much on the opposite end of the extremes. You know what I mean? She was uh, very worrisome, uh, anxiety-filled. And, and I think it was in her adolescence that she had asked her dad, uh, what's the best advice for life, dad? And her dad answered, forwards. Now, I was thinking, you know, keep moving forward. You know, forwards uh, was, was my understanding of that. Well, it, it turned out I, I misheard. He said it, there was four words. <laughs> okay, four words. And, and those were, honey, just be happy. And she said, oh, that's easy for you to say because you're always happy, Dad. What does a negative thinker like myself do? And he said, well, same four words, I guess, but just different words. Honey, I don't know. And it really, you know, perplexed Marcy as to where do folks get this happiness? She searched all the top doctors, uh, top scientists, top therapists for the answer. But what she really came around, come, came away with was they really weren't that happy themselves. Uh, so, you know, we must be happy for no reason. No reason. Meaning, chasing happiness provides emptiness. Happiness is an emotion, but also a decision. And there's two myths about happiness. The happy of more, in other words, getting bigger and better things, 
That does not make you happy, although temporarily it may. And secondly, the I'll be happy when syndrome. You know, I'll be happy when I lose 20 pounds. I'll be happy when I find a spouse or companion. I'll be happy when I get the promotion or the job that I've always wanted. And once you've, you're, once you're over the poverty line, so to speak, um, there's no difference based on happiness. It's just fascinating. You know what I mean? The, the same amount of happiness is, is coming from someone that makes $30,000 a year as opposed to someone that makes $300,000 a year. And I, I don't know, the poverty line could be right at 30000 nowadays. It's crazy. But 40% of the Forbes wealthiest are less happy than the average American. And again, these percentages and these reasons how uh, is based on mental health and, and, and the, um, the, the, the take on people's status. Because I don't technically know how they can be um, that, that uh, on, on point. But take it for what it is, um, you know. And, and I may believe that because the wealthiest folks in, in Forbes uh, that have them down, you know, they very well may be uh, unhappy. And then happy for good reason is short-lived. In other words, you reach your goal, set a milestone, uh, achievement, earning distinction, all those are, you know, happy for a good reason, but it's short-lived. And most people think that it'll be uh, long-lived once they reach a particular plateau, and that's not always the case. I don't think it's ever the case. Um, And this is interesting stuff here. We all have a happiness thermostat, uh, same with an income thermostat, which varies day-to-day, but pretty much hovers around the same degree. And those that win the lottery are back to their original happiness set point after one year. Those that, those that win the lottery are back to that set point after one year. And the same holds true for a paraplegic, someone that lost a loved one, someone that had a traumatic accident, they're all back to their original happy set point after one year. Just amazing. You know, so it works both ways. And the set point of our happiness is based on three things. 50% of it is genetic. In other words, my dad was a very happy guy. Still is. Um, He's getting a little orny right now, but... but, um, Always happy-go-lucky, and and that's kind of how I am. So 50% of that is genetic. Um, 10% is circumstantial, you know, things that happen to people. Uh, 40% is based on habits, thoughts, feelings, and this we can adjust, you know. So in other words, 50% of it is definitely able to to adjust, and that 50% genetic 
two, a little more work, can be adjusted. So that is uh, good to know. So which is it? Success will bring us happiness or happiness will bring us success? And hopefully you've chose the latter. The average American happy person will earn $1 million more in a lifetime than the person who's unhappy, um, quote-unquote. And again, I don't know how that's determined, but it seems, seems pretty remarkable just to be happy. Uh, and there was a, a cartoon, and I couldn't see the cartoon, but she spoke it. I just want a chance to prove that money won't make me happy. And I think that's a, that's a funny cartoon. Uh, and then there's five happiness habits. Don't believe everything you think. We have 60,000, we have 60,000 thoughts a day. Okay, and the last point that I wanted to make, um, just because you have a thought doesn't mean that it's true. So the thing that I would take away from what I just mentioned is the whole thoughts. You know, the good news is we have 12,000 positive thoughts a day. 12,000. However, the problem is we have 48,000 negative thoughts a day as well. Uh, and that totals roughly 60,000 thoughts. I was watching another podcast and the person said that we have 75,000 thoughts a day. You know, and ninety percent are positive, ten percent are negative. So, but the point is, you can understand where the wheels are turning. You know, there's more negative thinking uh, than positive thinking. Uh, so we need to turn that. Uh, and without deviation of the norm, progress is not possible. And that was by Frank Zappa, a musician in the '70s. Emotions are not always connected. To a reality. And I believe that's true. You know. Um, sometimes. What we're scared of. Nothing exists. You know. The shadow in the dark. Or whatever. But can you really have a shadow in the dark? Maybe a dark thing in a dark room. I don't know. But I digress. And how about. Reducing, reducing the complicated to the simple is the definition of genius. And I would say that is great for sure. Someone that can make something difficult easy for the common person is definitely all about it. Um, and don't talk about it. Talk to it directly. Instead of talking about your depression, talk to your depression and tell it where to go. 
what to do and what will happen starting now. You know, instead of talking about what you want, talk to what you want and start and state what's going to happen. Point is, don't start talking about things. It's good to talk about things, but also talk to them, meaning be more action-filled. Father Ray's 8 8 a.m. homily on Saturday was pretty good. He said the power of words, you know, and I'm going to whip through these relatively quickly. You can enlighten or deceive, clarify or confuse, inspire or cause fear, build up, tear down, promote truth, spread lies, reveal uh, identity, or mask identity. Bless, curse, praise, belittle, express love, express hate, clear, or vague. You know, and these words can put us on the road to heaven or the fast track to hell. And be careful, teachers. You are held at a higher standard, but your messages will be scrutinized by your students as well as your observers. And also remember that we're all teachers of some shape or form, whether you realize it or not. Uh, And finally... No, that wasn't finally. We're still um, on Sunday. Just because you can afford it doesn't make it right. Just like the fact that it's illegal doesn't mean it's moral. I thought that was good. Because I said it. If I could tell you how to double your income, or I could tell you how you could double your happiness, which would you choose? Honestly. We'd all say happiness. We'd all want the income. Would you rather have a better relationship with money or a better relationship with God? That's a great one. And find out what you want and research someone who has already done it. Then read, learn, and absorb all the info. You may wish to change paths once you find out. And bringing us to today, uh, we all need to be decisive, not just divisive. Excuse me. We all need to be decisive, just not divisive. In other words, we must decide, but not divide. And that's tough to do at times. And Darren Hardy says, can you be a shy leader? You know, and being an introvert, doesn't mean you can't lead. Um, And that's, I'd probably say, I don't know if it's a majority or not, but most of the people that speak on stage and are entertainers are introverts. Uh, Being shy or outgoing really isn't the issue. It's connecting with people. For example, a very introverted executive went on a job interview, and when it was over, He thanked them and then went and wrote out several thank you notes um, to those he interacted with. 
and those that helped him. You know, and that made a huge impression. And then he began to write 10 to 20 thank you notes a day, six times a week as he climbed the corporate ladder. You know, it's important to address the eight out of 10 things that are going right and not just the one or two things going wrong. You know, both are important. And the more he praised others in a note, the more they contributed and rose with him up the ranks. So it has a double-edged effect. And leadership is about people and having some belief in them. And that belief will benefit both sides. And imagination creates reality. And faith, hope, and charity, I pray those virtues every day when I do the rosary. And faith is basically a trust and belief in someone or something. And hope is a feeling of expectation or trust that something will happen. And charity, also known as love, is giving of oneself to anyone or anything. You know, three common words, great meanings. Uh, what is your greatest asset? Do you protect it? What are you? You know, you are your greatest asset. And finally, the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. You know, so it's all right there in these podcasts. If you guys can't make, you know, $100,000 a month from this stuff, I don't know who can. You know, it's so, it's so basic, so easy, but it really is. Focusing on the right things will get you to the right spot. I promise you that. I am checking out. Uh, Lord knows. Yeah, no, I'll be in touch with you tomorrow. Yeah, Lord willing. And then I will, uh, I'll go from there. So be well, stay well. We'll talk to you soon.